Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe any place you get podcasts. You can also tune into my live radio show, 9 a.m. to noon weekdays on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget all of that, you can check HeidiHarris.com. There's also a link to listen live to the show when I'm broadcasting live from wherever you might be. Kamala Harris, Kamala, whatever it is, our new vice president, soon to be president, as frightening as that is, has recently come out and talked about the vaccines and the dignity of life. Well, she's a fine one to talk about the dignity of life, don't you think? <laughs> Especially because she has misplanned parenthood, that's for sure. I talked a little bit about the topic on my live radio show the other day, and I wanted to share it with you. Let's talk about Kamala Harris, our soon-to-be president. Uh, she sent out a tweet Friday featuring a video where she urges people to get vaccinated for COVID-19, arguing it's something Americans should do when we talk about what we need to do to value life. <laughs> yeah. When we talk about what we need to do in terms of the dignity of life. Okay. You know what, girlfriend? You have nothing to say about the dignity of life. All right. This is a woman who not only is misplanned parenthood, but she's also somebody who wanted to silence clinics in California who are pro-life. She wanted them to be forced to tell people about the ability. Do you think any woman in America doesn't know that you can get an abortion? you think there's anybody who goes to a clinic who doesn't know abortion's available? Really, is there anyone trying to force a pro-life clinic? It's not like they tie you down and force you to sit there for eight and a half months till you have the baby. It's not what they do. But they'll give you an ultrasound, they'll talk to you about adoption and some other things, talk to you about your life situation and give you hope because many women go into a crisis pregnancy center and they're concerned. They don't know if they're pregnant or not. They think they might be. And it's a very scary time for them. And maybe it's not, you didn't fit into their plans. Maybe they're not with the right person. Maybe their life's not very stable. Sometimes you're in an abusive situation. Many times there are men who will try to push women to have abortions or teenage girls to have abortions, first of all, to cover their tracks. And also because they don't want to have to deal with the responsibility. So why not give women an alternative? Why not have them go to a place where they can go, look, here's an ultrasound, here's your baby. Nobody's going to tell them they're evil if they leave the building. They're allowed to leave. But no, you should really go to Planned because Planned Parenthood doesn't tell people about adoption. You know, they don't. They're not going to sit there and go, you know, we've got an adoption counselor right down the hall, by the way, uh, and uh, she works directly with an attorney who has parents right now waiting for children who can't get them. So, you know what, if you're adoption-minded, then we've got an alternative for you. If you can't raise this baby, here's an option for you. I've got, here's a number to a couple of homes. I have a friend here in town, Kathleen Miller, you all know her, many of you know her who has a couple of homes she runs for unwed mothers, trying to help people in crisis situations because not all these girls have a situation where they could stay home with their family safely or whatever until the baby's born. She provides that. That's what they added. Planned Parenthood doesn't do that. They don't do that for people. Hey, listen, here's a home where you can stay for the next eight months if you feel like you're threatened or whatever. You can stay here safely, get the prenatal care you want, da-da-da-da-da. If you decide that you can't raise a child right now for whatever reason, we've got an attorney right here. We've got adoptive parents waiting. Here you go, down that next room, right down the hall. They don't do that. You know they don't do Everyone knows they don't do that. So don't give me this choice stuff about, oh, Planned Parenthood's all about choices. Oh, please. They're about abortion. They don't do some of the other things. You know, they're not focused on some of the other women's uh, health issues that you're, you know, pap smears. And they don't do that stuff. They do abortions. That's what they do. Pregnancy tests and abortions. 
So now Kamala Harris is talking about the dignity of life. Boy, that takes some nerve, doesn't it? Get vaccinated. Save lives. Yeah. Okay. Close Planned Parenthood. Save lives. Uh Yeah. She goes on to say, when we talk about what we need to do to value life, when we talk about what we need to do in terms of the dignity of life, we know this vaccine is going to make a difference on that. Oh, really? Get vaccinated. Save lives. Okay. And this is this woman is Miss Planned Parenthood. When she was California's attorney general, she championed Assembly Bill 775. This is the Reproductive Fact Act, which would have forced life-affirming pregnancy centers to provide information about obtaining abortions. You know, that's not what they believe in. Once again, if you've never been to one of those pregnancy centers, there are amazing people who work there. And a lot of the folks who come in there, really, they really don't know. They don't even know they're pregnant. They think they might be, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I can't afford it. Uh, this guy is giving me pressure or, you know, what, I don't know what to do. It seems like the obvious thing to do is to, you know, maybe not keep it. And, and so they give them alternatives. That's all. Planned Parenthood, I'm repeating myself, doesn't do that. They don't suggest alternatives. Hey, adoption. You know, maybe we can find a way for you guys to maybe some counseling. You can keep the family together. Maybe you can have that other child. And it's because a lot of times people come into these pro-life centers and I've been to them and I know what goes on there and they've come in and sometimes these women have had a couple other children and they can't. They just think, how can I swing it? How can I possibly swing another kid? I just can't. I can't. Well, and then maybe sometimes these folks can talk to them and try to find a way that helps. Help them get the support they need so that another choice is made that they might regret the rest of their lives. Listen, I know people who've had abortions who don't regret it. I do. And I know people who've had abortions who've been just tortured by it. So I'm not saying everybody's going to regret it for the rest of their life, but how about giving somebody all the facts? That's all I'm ever asked. Just give everybody the facts. And unfortunately, Planned Parenthood makes their living off not giving you facts. Anyway, in a statement in 2015, Kamala Harris described herself as a co-sponsor of the legislation. 150 pregnancy centers in California were targeted by this legislation. And these uh, are pregnancy centers around the country that exist to provide critical resources to abortion-vulnerable women. And when they say abortion-vulnerable, and this is how this particular story is characterizing it, New York Post, I think, characterizing it. But they are abortion vulnerable. And when they say that, what they're talking about is women who might do it because they don't know what else to do. Or they're being pressured by somebody or family or the father or whatever. And and they haven't talked to anybody who said, hey, you know, you really don't have to do this. So, and once again, they don't tie you to the table for the next eight months till you have the baby. No one's forcing anything on you. But Kamala Harris talking about the dignity of life. (laughs) Isn't that rich? I don't think so. I don't think she cares about the dignity of life. And I don't know off the top of my head whether she was somebody who sponsored any kind of uh, legal euthanasia for people, but that's also about the dignity of life. And I've had this conversation with people I know who are older who will say, well, I don't ever want to suffer. Well, I get it. And you can do what you want with your own life. You know, I would never tell somebody to do with what, what to do with a vaccine or whatever, or, you know, if you want to end your life. I wouldn't tell somebody to do that, but the problem is it go, once it's legal, it goes from being an option to an obligation. You know, come on, Grandma. Going through all the money. It's getting expensive. You don't think that happens? It does happen. I've talked to doctors who say they've got patients in California, and the insurance companies say, I'm not going to pay for that chemo treatment, but I will pay for the handful of pills. That's a fact. That's the scary thing. You want to do what you want to do with your own life, your personal own life, not somebody else's, just yours, your business. 
But when government gets involved, and pretty soon you have people, ha- there, listen, there's some families that have major issues. Hello? You got families with issues? I'm raising my hand. <laughs> I'm with you. We all have family members, or, or, or we have issues, or our family has issues. There's not a person on the earth I ever met who doesn't have a family with stuff. And that tends to come out in very bad ways when people get sick or die or whatever. I'm just saying. So I'm just telling you the truth. I'm Heidi Harris. Join me weekdays live, 9 a.m. to noon, for more of my brilliant observations and snarky comments on The Heidi Harris Show. You can listen live from anywhere at the link on HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. 